1: tuning into the metal forge i am mark jackson and i'm your host the premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music if you want to contact me hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com and now let's get this show on the road hey metalheads thank you all for tuning into the metal forge here we are starting out march with shadowland from new york super awesome fucking new wave of traditional heavy metal goth stuff fucking cool shit i think y'all are really gonna dig them today but before we get into all of that i do want to take a second here and talk about my life here personally for a second when gonna get down on the level with you i'm in the process of buying my first house right now and where all of the paperwork is a bizarre fucking mess of things that you have to do and all these things that you have to provide and so on and so forth. There may be a time in the coming weeks that I have to either A, push an episode back or I hope to not have to miss any episodes. I'm going to try not to do that, but if an episode gets pushed back a day or two or three, don't fret. We're still going to come back with just as many shows for your listening pleasure. Because over the last two years of doing this show, once the station that it was originally on shut down... I had a moment where I was like, what am I going to do with the brand out there, the Metal Forge? I put so much time and effort and work into it by promoting and building an audience and getting a great amount of likes on the Facebook page and the Instagram page and so on and so forth that I didn't want to just let it go. And a friend of mine said, you know, maybe you should make a podcast out of it. And I'd done small time podcasting before. There was a show a few years back that some friends and I had done. Unfortunately, it didn't last because of work schedules and shit like that. But I had the idea to do it. And after taking the time off from the beginning of 2020, where it was like the first three weeks of January, I really had to buckle down and say, you know what, I've really got to get this taken care of. So here we are now, you know, a year and a couple of months later, 14 months later, And we're running strong every week. Got awesome fucking guests. And thank you all for continuing to give the support and the feedback. And liking and sharing the posts and the Facebook page. And visiting the website. And being interactive with me. That I can continue to provide awesome fucking guests for you guys to listen to. Because the independent metal scene has such... An issue where you you don't really get to hear from these bands. You everybody hears the Metallica interviews and the Dave Mustaine interviews and the Iron Maidens and the Sabbaths and the 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 these and those and these and that. Everybody hears those people. Nobody really hears people like the Haunts, the Shadowlands, the Bewitchers, the Venom Inks. You know, and I really like that aspect of this show that we can talk. And just have a good time, because the people that make music that enhance our lives, like these bands have been doing for quite some time now, we're all people, you know, and I really dig that. Let's say thank you to the sponsors of the show that are helping make this show come to you weekly, like Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Tattoo Charlie's, Wrestling Steve Show, Better Days Records, Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards. Also wanna thank Frank Green and Scott Clark and the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast. Tune into those guys. That's a super fucking cool show. It's hilarious. Fender's Den of Sin, thank you to him. I do want to give him a big shout out right now. Uh, Fender Vise from Fender's Den of Sin on Crossfire Radio. He featured Overload, which is you all know is know my band, this past Sunday on his show. And we got to play live. We played some songs, and it was super fucking cool. Just getting to perform has been awesome. And yeah, we did a couple of shows last year before COVID, and we did an outside show, Metal Fest 9. Uh, stay tuned for more info on Metal Fest 10, by the way. A lot of people listened, and I think they got an enjoyment out of it. So, all right, so let's get into some Shadowland here. This is from the Watcher EP. We're going to go back a little bit on this one. This is Heads Are Gonna Roll. metalheads i'm being joined on the line right now from new york with shadowland lady gentlemen how's everybody doing
2: doing well doing good, <laughs> doing good. very good
1: good. all right so i usually don't do this through zoom that often so why don't we go around a little session here and introduce ourselves
2: cool i'm tanya i am the uh the vocalist of shadowlands <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> I, I'm Jeff. I play guitar. Go ahead, Al. I'm Blaze. I also play guitar. My name is Dave, and I played drums.
1: Nice. How is the weather up there? Kind of shitty. Uh, very black metal. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just kind of a, a wintry mix.
0: Been doing a lot of snow. oh um, rain, yeah. And rain now, rain now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been snowing.
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, where I live, we don't really get much snow anymore. We it always seemed like we used to, but now it's like we get one good like snow dumping a year. And we just had that like the last couple weeks. So now it's mm-hmm. all melting and nasty and I almost slipped and fell at work today. So
2: Oh glad
1: that so tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land
2: about Shadowland. Well we are uh... Uh, a five piece from New York city. I guess our sound would be described as, um, you know, new wave of British heavy metal influenced. Uh, we have a little bit of maybe Gothic rock influenced teensy bit. Uh, I don't know. Help me out guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I like to think of it as kind of like sort of Judas Priest, Ozzy, and like Sisters of Mercy all had like a baby. Yeah, right and uh, uh, I
2: guess content-wise, we're very much um, fantasy, uh, weird fiction, sort of uh, like sci-fi inspired, and uh, just overall spooky vibes. I'd say like Manila Road... Diamond head kind of vibes, but I, I feel like we are, are very much not going for anything where it's it's pretty organic, but that's kind of the overall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't forget the BOC. Did we say oh, yes. that?
1: A, lot oh, of, a lot of, yes. lots yeah, of, a lot of
2: BOC? Mm-hmm.
3: Nice.
1: Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Not not a lot of that uh, gets recognized in modern metal today. You know, the, everybody cites the Aussies and the Judas Priest, but you don't get a lot of BOC listed on there which is not fucking enough, cool yeah. because for me, I'm a huge fan of uh, fire of unknown origin.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right I see that. That's probably my favorite POC, but uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I like to get weird with it. Um, Agents of fortune is, is great. Mm. Um, Secret I treaties. Get into the, yeah. Secret treaties is great. I get into the weird, I get into the borderline, not good stuff like, unironically too. Um, dancing in the ruins like i genuinely like that song <laughs> right on right on
1: nothing wrong with that at all
2: i mean i'm not gonna say it's good but i i do enjoy it <laughs>
3: wait was that the one where they had like, guilty a pleasure video for it and they're all like skateboarding in the fire and shit uh
2: no i don't know what the videos it's just like it's kind of like into the is like, it like 80s? late 80s 80s, yeah like, yeah i, I, I think there's a video for that and it's dancing pretty insane in the ruins tonight it's very, like, yeah, poppy. that's that's the one.
3: It's it's nuts. That that's a crazy video. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the video. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: So with you all of y'all being up there, I'm assuming you're you all get together each week for practice or something or a couple of times a week. How do, how do y'all do it? Once, Once or twice.
3: Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been hitting it pretty hard right now because we're in the process of um, recording. So leading up to that, we were doing like two to three a week just to really get everything solidified, yeah. tempos down, all that kind of stuff.
2: We're in a yep. pod together, so we basically only see each other, or you know, significant others and roommates and each other. Right
1: on, right on. So uh, when you're saying you're getting ready to record, is this going to be a, a new full length in the or process. a new EP, or what are we what are we doing here?
2: It's an LP that we're doing the fantastic labeled no remorse from Greece. <laughs>
1: nice. They've actually put out a quite a few awesome things over the last like five or six years. Yeah, they have. Absolutely.
2: They're reissued, uh, the, uh, Randy from Denmark, which is pretty great. I love that band. So I was excited about that. The Eternal yeah. champion
0: records. Amazing.
2: Oh, oh absolutely.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah the- I feel like the eternal champion part was a big seller for us because I just think it, our vibe matches up well with that
1: absolutely yeah they riot city you know the eternal champion stuff glacier so many crazy crazy awesome things, you know, Emerald. <laughs> so Glace it's is awesome. Yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: Case, obviously.
1: <laughs> so when are we expecting that out? Do we know yet? Or uh,
2: hopefully fall. Uh, we're not done recording. We have to get everything together still. So we're, we're trying to get this uh, all wrapped up in the next month or so. So there's a lot to do, but.
1: Oh, definitely. Cause it's a, it's yeah. a huge undertaking, especially when you've got, you know, five members in a band because, you know, I'm in a three piece. So, you know, we've got, you know, our pieces and then there's like just, you know, it just compounds even more at that point.
2: Oh, yeah. And we're very DIY. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. Like we do, I do all the artwork and we do all our, you know, packaging. We, it's, it's a lot of DIY stuff to put together. So
1: absolutely, which, you know, I think most bands like that aspect of the, of being in a band. Of course, there's the oh, yeah. ones that, that love, you know, just, Have somebody else do this. But I think if you're really into your art, you know, you've got to be a fan of yourself to a degree, I think. I think you've got to be able to have that, you know, that aspect of DIY. Absolutely. Oh yeah, because you,
2: we all come from like a punk background too, so we're all we're all used to that. But um, definitely, but it, yeah.
1: So uh, with the punk background and the DIY, were you like like a Black Flag, where you're like cutting out the the the, the vinyl jackets out of cardstock like they did and stuff? <laughs>
2: uh, not for vinyl, but yeah, for our uh, for our tapes. J- I actually for- had to dub our tapes
4: yes we got
2: some ordered but we had to i i ended up we they didn't come on time so yeah we a lot of collaging and and pasting stuff together and taking, um, it, taking it to the video, kinkos <laughs> yeah i mean our music video um was uh frank uh wang from uh I yeah, who, frank, MS Live. Frank
3: wang, um he's, he's yeah. one of my coworkers. uh he basically did it for us for like i'm cheaper than i want to say in public
1: definitely yeah um, i mean
2: um but it was just him. So we had one camera guy and then the rest was, I mean, it, we, I wrote the, the, the plot, I guess, if you will. And we put the, I did a storyboard for it. And, and Frank like went out and we scouted locations with him. And it, it was really just us and him. So it's, it's very DIY production over here. <laughs>
1: well, that's, yeah. that's how it should be. I think, you yeah. know, because like Absolutely. I said, you're, you've got to be in it, in it to win it, as mm-hmm. they say, which if, if you're not, putting that kind of effort into it. Why even do, do it at that point? All right. But as to what Jeff said, you know, uh, being cheaper than you would care to admit in public, those are the best friends to have in the music oh, business.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Those are definitely the best friends to have because usually if they'll do it the once and then they'll like it so much that they'll just keep doing it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he definitely, you know, he's worth a lot and he he definitely was being helpful to us as a friend. So (laughs)
1: definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So in 2020 was Lost City. This is the most recent EP that you had done, a two-song seven-inch. So walk me through that. You you got the two songs together. You put it out on vinyl,
2: distributed it. We recorded it uh, with Artifact Audio in New York City. We uh, I do the artwork and the packaging and design, and Al kind of runs the business stuff for the band. I would say so. Yeah, um, we put it out by ourselves and distributed it uh ourselves as well. So
1: definitely. And I actually had yeah. just recently bought that on off of the Bandcamp page, which of course always will be links awesome. below. Thank um you. so <laughs> it's all, all, all that's going to the new record. Absolutely. And and of yeah. course yeah, I just saw that. Thank you. Oh, definitely. The thing about it is is like when you do your own production on that, you've really especially with vinyl these days, it's such a new a, a popular medium now where you know for years most people in their you know my age group didn't have that to be able to put anything out on we just had to do tapes and CDs it's almost like you've got to really know your fan base because you don't want to overpress vinyl because of the expense
2: yeah it's you have to hit a sweet spot because also it doesn't really make sense to press you know 200 of something it's just not it's going to be more expensive in the long run you know because you the more you press the the better price you get so
3: right yeah, I think like make molds is expensive yeah. part after that it's oh yeah. yeah
1: the repressing is so so inexpensive and once you get the plates made and stuff definitely i've been through that before with band where it's like you press x uh, like an astronomical amount because you're like yeah we're gonna get these really cheap and we're gonna sell all of them and then like a year later when there's like still like three-fourths of them left i get it yeah i get it 100 i've never
2: been the last with a huge stock it's a fallout yeah. Dave.
1: Oh, I,
0: I'm just saying like, if, you know, you're, you're left with records, there's, you know, it's a fallout. It's a, you know, it's an expense, you know?
1: Oh, That's absolutely. All. Yeah. And, you know, cause they just sit there and serve as coasters or, and even after the first couple of years, they don't even, uh, they're no longer stocking stuffers at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once, once he's
2: given away, I, I'm, I've made most of my friends and family, pay. not family, but, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't really have that much family, but yeah, I've, people had to pay for theirs. <laughs>
1: See, <laughs> for them, um, I've I've, I've done the opposite. I've made family pay for it and give it to friends. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, if I had family that I could chuck it at, and I would, yeah. But I actually don't <laughs> think I gave my mom one.
0: But Definitely. Well, the seven inch is still selling currently, so like it's you know it's going.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know how many we have left, but uh, I think we ended up pressing five hundred, right? So uh, uh I'll,
3: I'll I'll show you how many we got left. Hang on. Do you guys remember
2: to give you five hundred?
0: We pressed five hundred, we probably shifted about half of that. Right on. Yeah, right on. so I you feel know like I can't figure out the camera. For like
2: <laughs> a year or less than a yeah, about a year and all self um distributed and like we're not a, a super, you know, well known band. Uh we're only a couple years old, so I feel like it's doing pretty well. And we have about half of our recording expenses covered for uh our new LP, so
1: okay. not bad. All right, hang out for a second. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back with more Shadowland here at the Metal Forge. Hey, guys. Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro-wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling! So with the LP, (laughs) back on that for a second here. Now, with you being a DIY band and you recorded Lost City in a studio, I'm assuming you're going to the studio to do this as well?
2: Yep, Yep. we're back with Artifact Audio.
1: Okay, because so many independent bands these days can, you know, they do it through like their own PCs with like their Scarlet interface and so on and so forth and only go and record drums in a studio. Just because of oh, the sneaks. no, the ex- nah, we we gotta be together.
2: No, we gotta be together. I feel like if there's one thing you're gonna splurge on, it's gotta your recording has to sound good. And um we're we're recording a lot of that. we're recording this very old school. Um, so uh, we're recording it, I guess, all all together. Um, right on. And all the playing it through real amps and recording that, and then um, yeah, it's a big uh, a big project. Yeah, um, it's but a Sasha very big at, uh, Yeah. Um, but Sasha over at Artifact is uh fantastic, and she's also uh, a great producer as well. So we really trust her, and uh, yeah, really excited. But I think also, like personally, I've been lucky in my life. that I've been in bands with like recording prod- <laughs> like sort of like recording projects. Strategies and stuff were like, um, even for my old like goth bands when I was 17 years old, we recorded our demo on an eight track. Like, we, we, there hasn't been a ton of like computer sort of like recording off garage band type stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely,
3: definitely. I mean, I, I did record our first demo. But that was yeah. that was. I never want to record something of my own ever again. That was just like I hate the no, way. He, like, he
2: did a great job. Uh, that's what we had access to. At the time. No, I didn't. He, was good. <laughs> he did a great job with what we had. But yeah, I mean, it's and uh, more than that, we also I think learned from that experience that like, well, yeah, Jeff, a professional sound guy uh, and a sound engineer, um, it's really important to to have that third party.
4: Definitely. You really need that removal <clears throat>
2: and that I think more than anything, more than like the technicality of how you're recording, you need somebody outside the band to record or else you just get, you get lost and it, you, you really need somebody else to kind of help see things from the outside that you're not seeing and hear things that you're not hearing.
1: Definitely. A guy that I used to work with down here had said to me about spending time in a studio that you should really limit how much a day you spend in there. Because, like, you hear these stories of, like, Def Leppard spending eight hours a day in the studio for over a year to do an album and shit. They don't understand. understand the fatigue that happens. In that, mm-hmm. you know, the, oh yeah, just not, not even only,
3: just physically, but your ears too.
2: Absolutely, yeah. You, know,
3: you start absolutely. hearing things that aren't there, and like just you know, you start you're to lose all anything. sense of.
2: Yeah, you start to lose a sense of what's going on. Yeah. It's hard after a while. It's um, it's hard. Like for for us, we we need to take even after we get mixes back and stuff. We've learned that you know to to take a week or two off and and just not listen to it at all before sending the back final notes and stuff. So
3: oh yeah, absolutely. That actually that actually happened to Alan. I guess. Yesterday. We were we were trying to record this clean part at the end of the day for one of our songs. It's like where we sort of harmonise chords with each other and um, after like like twenty minutes of well, what's wrong with this? It sounds out of tune, it's so- it sounds weird, what's going on? I'm trying a bunch of different guitars and stuff. We were finally like, you know what, let's come back to this. <laughs> this isn't working. Yeah. Let's all go home.
2: <laughs> it's really hard. To have like objectivity when you're down in it. And I feel like a lot of my favorite artists across the board sort of fall victim to their own success. Like, for example, um, just like filmmakers, David Lynch or um oh god, like uh Guillermo del Toro. They start making these movies that are just kind of like crap, like crappy and self-referential. And it's Jim just like Jermesh, they're not, Martin's yeah, they're not, like, 80. Themselves <laughs> They just sort of like to end up within their own little world of like this is what I do and then they don't have those like good influences from when they were younger they just start like kind of sniffing her in parts and just like
4: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> like no. referencing their own movies and I feel like that kind of happens in a microcosm when you're in the studio where you're like I don't know what anything is. Cause you're just basking in your own sounds.
1: (laughs) I think that actually happens a lot with a lot of musicians. Everything fits a certain way that you get like the bands that sit there and say, "Well, we can't write something like this because this is not what this band writes. And then they have Mm -hmm. to, when it should just be like what you're saying, you know, the the free form of just experiencing the art as it is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been something that I, I think is great about this band is that, um, I feel like too often people sort of get together and they're like, okay, so we're going to start a band that sounds like this. And we really didn't do that. Uh, we're all bringing different stuff to the table and our influences are very broad. Um, and we're kind of like, we have sort of directions that we want to go in, but um, even within this record, there's songs that sound pretty different from each other. And I feel like try it's good to, you know, come into your own sound, but you can't, force that and i think that we are organically getting finding who we are as a band and i can hear it like throughout our our recordings. so i'm i'm happy with that
3: i think we can all kind of agree that we're not really trying to be like one of those bands that is specifically one subgenre right you know what i mean like it's like oh we play exactly like black and speed thrash or whatever you know like we we all kind of just like heavy metal and shit and so that's what we play
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely and a common the, theme, though. There's definitely, like, a, a theme yeah, that's formulating. It's it's starting, to, it's starting to brew up, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I think our content <laughs> like also works together somewhat. But I think we all kind of keep each other in line, you know? We're, we all push each other a lot, and we're pretty open about being honest about each other's songwriting and you know what what needs to go and what should stay and I think that uh, that is really helpful and nice. I I mean we've all I think developed a lot as well like I know that my singing doesn't sound the same as when we started. I know that when we started Jeff was very anti-pedal and now we've got—he's <laughs> got a.
3: I got—I got a little pedal board now. <laughs>
2: he's got a really punishing little pedal board. And, he has at least. Well, I need—I
3: need something to—I need something to click on to make myself louder when I do a guitar yeah, song. Yeah, when we so started, it.
2: Yeah, he was talk. He talked a lot of shit on goth music, and now I—I've got him using a chorus pedal.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Brandy Rhodes used a chorus pedal too, so.
2: Well, yeah, but, I'm um, just saying. No, I mean, <laughs> you were the it's one not big.
3: It's not like one of those those people that shows up with like a fucking sidewalk block full of like boutique pedals.
1: Yes. And then has it's the riff or something. It's definitely it's not that. Maybe one day. <laughs> I, I have Petting friends that, that would be up there doing tap dances on, on boards. So I, I <laughs> like get Like they're
2: it. playing a, a calliope or whatever, a calliope.
1: Yes. <laughs> you just. It's someone like river dancing. Yeah. (laughs) Some people it is, I'm sure. So, but then again, I'm also the guy who uses a base wall and shit like that too. So.
2: Yeah. It's mostly just tripping over, tripping over patch cables. So. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Booby trapped. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just afraid to play shows again because I feel like we keep getting yeah our setups keep getting like a little it's nothing crazy but a little bit more complicated and I'm there kind of like slink around and there's just like you know just like pedals and fog machines and like Jeff <laughs> is doing spins around we're like <laughs> like yeah, um, I'm always like almost colliding with the neck of a guitar, so I feel like not having the practice. Sure, we of,
3: actually like, we own like three fog. Here. We have like three fog machines at our space now, and like nice. Sometimes we'll have friends like kick them on for us. Like well, back when we were doing shows at like Key Parts and stuff, we're we're a pro fog band.
2: Nice, yeah, nice, we're Def, very, definitely very profound
1: with that, with a show aspect of things, not just playing live. You definitely believe that there is a performance aspect that has to go with this as well. 100%. If,
2: if we had our way, we would do like a full Alice Cooper King Diamond situation. It would be like, welcome to my nightmare all the time. I think personally, I feel like that's where we would take it
1: nice which is actually well, I really to drive cool all the way to jersey to buy some candelabras
2: yeah
0: <laughs> that's right
2: <laughs> i mean metals should be theatrical in my opinion you know
1: well, well it should and that's the thing too is i mean you can you can only take so much of as i call it five dudes standing on a stage playing music
2: yeah i mean that's fine but like what's the point i don't know i feel like we've all seen a lot of shows in our time we've all been like I said, like, got into DIY music when we were, like, very young, young teenagers, you know, 12, 13. And we've all seen a lot of shows. And at this point, like, I don't know, it's the good music is is great. But, uh, you know, you just want to be entertained and you want to suck people into a whole atmosphere. It's like the music and the content and the performance and the artwork. It all should sort of create like a world. You know, exactly. very much. If not like, what's the point?
1: <laughs> Definitely. And I think that's where a lot of when like 90s metal and stuff came along, there was not as much show as there was mm-hmm. just people playing on a stage. Because, you know, you get the Metallica and Justice for All tour, or you get like mm-hmm. the uh, Speak of the Devil tour. With Ozzy, where it looks like a castle and shit like that, you know. Or you just get these elaborate stage setups like King Diamond and Alice Cooper. And even Black Sabbath, when they made the reunion shows and shit like that. It's kind of hard to do on a... Regional slash local level. I get that because you don't always have the venue space, but mm-hmm. I've always been an advocate to dumb down as much as you can and take what you can to where you can. Like, okay, I can understand that like we can use the big backdrop here tonight, but we can't use the sides or we can use the the scrims on these but not the big backdrop. So I think it's a matter of finding where each venue has its place.
3: Yeah, it I... So like just adding on as you go, Definitely. you know, when you start out, maybe it's like, okay, you make yourself like a small banner and then you're like, oh, okay, we'll decorate the drum kit or something. Just, you know, small stuff you could add on, you know, grow claws. Eventually you get somewhere really cool.
2: Yeah. I mean, we only unfortunately have like one tour under our belt because um, since we, we were supposed to go on tour and, covid basically kicked off um but yeah i mean i feel like we, we don't have like a ton of stage setup or like costuming but we we make do with what we have like literally just like a fog machine and i'll bring like a light so we have some under lighting. And we played, you know, we played venues. We had some great venues, but we also, you know, uh played basically like warehouse rooms. And I feel like looking back at the pictures, I was pretty proud of the atmosphere we all were able to create with what we had. Like we didn't have lighting there. It was like a DIY stage. There was really nothing in the way of atmosphere, but just a fog machine and like a homemade light that we brought. It really changed the mood um into, yeah, I think we, we sort of were able to cast a spell <laughs>
1: definitely and, and, and like, that's
2: really what
0: matters really to. it's like creativity in a gorilla sense you know like you're out there and you're you're you're, you're trying to be creative with what you got you know definitely and i think that's what we've done in the past
1: definitely and if, it, if when we had stages and if you were ever in theater in like high school or college if you're in stagecraft it really makes a difference
2: <laughs> i was in theater i was actually in theater tech i didn't go to much of high school but i i did a building sounds and lighting um because they paid me so and that was and, cool
1: and you get to find out how inexpensive you can really make certain things
2: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and i mean i've been lucky enough that like from growing up in punk like my friends have always run venues and stuff so um yeah i just uh, i think that's like the only way we know how to do things and it's not even something we really think about but that being said I feel like we are consciously always trying to improve just the the quality of you know, taking people out of that room and onto um, on a journey with us, I'll, I'll definitely like punish the band by being like, okay, so here's the mood I want to create for this song. Like if you're walking down a deserted, uh, you know, trail in the forest. Like there's a, the moon is glowing and there's fog in the valley. You see upon the hill, like rising from, from the crest of the, the hill is a single abandoned tower. You know, I'll just, I'll so be you're like playing D and D with the right?
1: band. What's up? So, so you're playing D and D.
2: <laughs> no absolutely yeah i mean yeah it's a little bit like that
0: <laughs> i literally
2: do have done that though i think y'all they will attest to uh well <laughs> oh, we played yeah.
3: munchkin not D. that was Definitely. fun though <laughs> oh,
1: wait yeah. uh, hang on time out when you say munchkin now you, now you got my my nerd kicking here um uh, when you say munchkin are you talking about munchkin the board game or munchkin the card game
3: the card G- game Alright, the right. Hulu themed version that uh, Tanya <laughs> brought with uh, her on uh, this little getaway we went on for Christmas. Uh, it was really hard to figure out. Uh, yeah, I everybody hated on it really hard. So. Yeah, there
0: was also <laughs> drugs involved.
2: <Nice. laughs> I got—I threw a fit because they wouldn't play the game I wanted.
3: To play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never said
1: I didn't want to play it, and I liked it when I played it.
2: I got like legitimately really <laughs> sulky. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back with some general profile questions for Shadowland. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the Tattoo community. Learn more at tattoocharlies.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait.
0: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got
1: Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We got drums. We've got sound gear.
4: We've got keyboards.
1: Alright, so here at the Metal Forge, I like to get down and ask some general profile questions of you guys. The things that make people tick, as it were. Because we're all people, we're all in this together, pandemic or not, we're all people, right? So, you guys are game, I'm game. Let's go with this first question. What band do you like that none of your friends like? Oh, that's a tough one.
2: I mean, I I listen to a lot of kind of embarrassing music that I'm not embarrassed about. um, But now anything I say is going to be held against me. Not embarrassing, (laughs) but I will say I listen to music like I was talking about with B.O.C. where I listen to like, uh, you know, the the albums like objectively might not be that good. I also listen to Weird Hawkwind. uh, Like, I love that Hawkwind song Needle Gun. It's like I listen to like the Elric stuff, you know, Chronicle of the Black Sword, which is like ostensibly just like kind of goofy, and I can understand why people don't like it, but I do. People both give uh,
3: Blaze and I a lot of shit for liking corn, I guess.
2: They do like corn.
3: We love corn. (laughs) <laughs>
0: hmm. it's,
3: oh yeah, it's true.
1: Definitely a real soft spot for Korn.
3: Yeah. I, I to a
2: lot of
4: I
0: got a spot. I, 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 I have to admit it. I like, I'm coming clean. I, yeah, I, I mean, Al <laughs> and I both
4: like corn.
3: I don't know if the rest of the band is into them. I've been on kind of like a sort of ironic, but not really like nostalgia kick for some like 90s alternative songs. I remember hearing on the radio with my parents growing up and it's like, it's not stuff I like put on and like, you know, bang my head to or anything. But like, I there's, you know, just dumb stuff like Silverchair Live, or I'm like, oh, that's it's more nostalgia than liking, though, I think, because, you know, it's, there's no guitar solos and it's like, what's the point?
2: I can't forget. To... What's the name? Oh, oh,
3: I got one. Grave New World, the Discharge album. Hmm. I
2: like it. I, I'll listen it's,
3: to it. Yeah, I know it's
0: bad. It. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Come on. Come on. Well, it's we, we it, can't it, forget was... the geezer core as well. The, like, pint glass and stuff like I that. I don't think anyone's fighting <laughs> us on geezer core.
2: <laughs> I personally listen to a lot of like really, really, really corny goth music. But, like, unironically, love it. I, and I also really just got into Typo Negative uh, weirdly for the first time in my life. And I'm like, I'm fully into it. Um, right. Yeah, fully all about it. So,
1: who do you wish you never saw alive? There's a lot for me. I'm, I I was in a back class those for <laughs> weeks in the pandemic. Say, so did somebody say the, the your, your own name? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> it was Al. Hang on, Al. Did you just say Shadowland? Wait a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, being, he's being cheeky. Oh. I'm being cheeky. I'm being cheeky.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, god. I don't know if we should. I. This is gonna get us in trouble.
3: Go for it. Say it.
2: We had a We we. I don't know if I should say this. I'm just going to say it, and maybe we can beg you to take it out if we change our mind. Yeah. Um, I don't regret Redacted. seeing them live, but we we played a show with uh, the band Bitch, um, and we had a pretty interesting just overall experience with that, with some, like, not them necessarily, but some... Uh, well, they were great. They were great, but, it's were the, great, the but yeah. It was, after. There were some, like, weird vibes of just, like, maybe people around them, I would say, kind of... Um, They're handlers. Cool. Old school '80s, like very much, like treating us like shit for no reason. Just be like, who are you? This isn't, you know. And it was that was kind of weird because we're not very hierarchical people. We were just kind of like, that's that's really weird, man. But it all ended well. well. But I think that it was trying a kind
3: of put that manager in their place though because I work at the venue, mm. and like they, the <laughs> manager kind of came in and was like, "All right, your sound check's over. Like, go away." And I was like, "Uh, no, it's not. We're we're starting the show later and." So, yeah uh,
2: they, well, tried, they tried, tried to kick us off good. stage yeah i'm sure she did i don't know that is gonna get us in trouble i guess but whatever <laughs>
0: but we're huge fans of the band well, there was also <laughs> like, the- the records great
2: yeah, the yeah record's I mean-
0: great well there was
3: also that like anti-mask video they put out yeah. where they like did like a like a parody like a, it was like a van morrison song or something like that uh and i was just like it was just really cringe you know like it like right in the middle of the pandemic like just this like you can't step on my freedom by making me wear a mask type of thing (laughs) it's really like really bad i guess it's not a
2: matter of like who i wish i didn't see but sometimes bands like take bad stances or do shit like that and you're just like well i don't think i'm gonna enjoy listening to this so much anymore you know
1: right yeah
2: i don't know I don't know I, maybe I just screwed us over on that one
1: nah. <laughs> no I mean because hey <laughs> again I, it wasn't necessarily the band it was the manager I guess and management yeah. management kind of sucks sometimes yeah I, I, I get that I think
2: what I'm tra- yeah I think what I'm trying to say is more just like when you meet i I feel like I've met people that I thought were cool I liked their art and sometimes um or sometimes not the people but like yeah it it just sucks when you you think something you're into something and, and people are dicks. So I feel like you can play the best music in the world, but if you're a dick, it's not a, it, it kind of can ruin the band for it, you. Uh,
1: yes. And it, it'll definitely ruin a reputation mm. <laughs> for sure. Uh, what food can you not stand?
0: Mm. Good question. I love food. Yeah, food. I like food.
4: <laughs> food is good.
0: <laughs> um, oh yeah. I don't know. We just like food. <laughs>
3: oh, um, uh, Italian gravy that you buy from a jar. You got to make it yourself.
1: Oh my gosh
0: No, no can stuff. He yeah. and it's called it's called Get gravy the up there.
1: It's called gravy up there, which is interesting because it's here. It's spaghetti well, sauce. If, if <laughs> it's a, if, it's a debate in, in here. You
0: call it gravy, I
2: call it sauce. <laughs> yeah, the only one
0: you call oh, you've started it now. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a debate. It's a
3: debate in it, New York it, City. It's, it's, a, it's sauce, a debate. Sauce. It's a sauce if it's a nice marinara, but a, but a, gravy's a gravy is a great. Yeah, it's two different things.
2: <laughs> we all know about Jeff's gravy. It's delicious. We've all tried it.
3: Yep. It I, is very good.
1: I avidly listened to uh, Talking Sopranos, and they had this debate literally like six episodes ago as well.
0: <laughs> oh, I got to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> We're huge Sopranos fans. That's Well,
1: me and Jeff are at least. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do?
2: Play in time. drums.
1: Oh, like, um, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, step, S- step on pedals and songs. Step on pedals and songs. Play drums. Play in time. It's
2: like, yeah, do you yep, do the jump from Van Halen jump, you know, or he's like doing the splits in the air. I can't do that. That'd be cool. <laughs>
1: uh, I've always wanted to
3: learn how to I've always wanted to learn how to sing backup while playing on a more serious note, but like, I don't like my voice and like most of the music we play is kind of noodly, So it's tough to sort of, you know, have like, you know, limb independence is one thing that I'm fine with, but like, like talking and playing at the same time or singing and playing, I could never do, which sucks because I think this band could benefit from some background vocals, but eh, you know, maybe, maybe someday.
2: (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I've never played an instrument with more than four, uh, Strings. So yeah.
1: I mean four is really all you need for sure. Four
2: is all you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up playing the cello. Like I yeah, I play I play bass. So I don't know. Beyond that, I'm just kinda like, what are what are these for?
1: Definitely. Uh, <laughs> what album changed your life?
3: Ooh. Great question. Uh Screaming for Vengeance. It's the first metal album I ever bought on vinyl. And Judas Priest is my favorite band. And uh yeah that's going to have to be it
1: (laughs) nice.
2: And it's a, yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll stand by that. Um, I I feel like throughout different periods of my life, it's been different things. Like, um, you know, when I was a kid, I found, you know, anarcho punk was like, what kind of opened my world to the whole world of like, you know, underground music. But yeah, I think, I think it changes, but definitely uh, defenders of the faith to go with the Judas priest theme is great. Kind of life-changing, there's some killing joke albums that are pretty life changing. I feel like for me, what like changed the game? I guess I don't know. I don't know.
3: Is there, like other albums for me, like "Forward Into Battle" from English Dogs, or like "Forward Into know, Battle." I'm oh. like the stuff that made me realize you can like punk and metal.
1: Definitely.
2: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Know? Sacrilege. Um, what is it? Uh, beyond. Uh, within the prophecy is that yeah yeah i I always get it beyond beyond the prophecy yeah um yeah sacrilege within the prophecy uh yeah that one is i'd say pretty life-changing for me for similar reasons to like english dog um just kind of like uh, that transition from from punk into metal and yeah also having that sort of like it's it really sounds like they're you know like playing on mount doom like (laughs) definitely
0: (laughs) i'd say also
3: deep purple in rock for making me like organs. Awesome. Oh, I really Hawk like
2: wins. Oh sorry.
0: <laughs> I really like the uh the Craig uh krig when I first heard that song. Um and I I it was Metallica that I heard it off of first and as a kid I thought it was their own song. I'm like, "Wow, this riffage is amazing." And then I learned it was from another band, krig and I feel like that's like one of my favorite proto-thrash, you know, like a little bit after the British new wave of heavy metal stuff, but that that and scorpions i would say scorpion hearing scorpions for the first time god damn you know like blackout or uh hur- you know hurricane stuff like that you know absolutely uh, that was a pretty pretty amazing stuff
2: i'll add uh only theater of pain by christian death
1: mm, that was a like,
2: huge one for me at least uh, it wasn't
1: theater of pain by molly crew <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> that's oh, that's
1: got like two, It's got two good songs on
2: it. So. I like some Motley Crue, but it's never changed my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Made me they rethink my life.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, make, maybe rethink some choices. Um, I'm gonna add "Space Ritual" by Hawkwind Yeah,
1: definitely. Fire, off, of,
2: right. yeah. Fire of unknown origin. Uh, so
1: many life changing albums. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> if you could, ha- if you had one album to pick. What would be an absolute playthrough? Front to back, back to front? Uh, the upcoming shuttle on the LP. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this guy thinks.
2: Yeah. Uh, Al, <laughs> of things. He's, our, he's our in-house manager.
3: Keeping us on track. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, would,
2: I would sail through the seas of time to listen to this album. <laughs> also, just so I could know like what. When- <laughs> How we're gonna do it, but finish
1: doing it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so, so it's gonna be everybody's picking the Shadowland album.
2: Yeah, all right, yeah.
3: I, just <laughs> I don't
1: want to hear otherwise, guys. I don't want to hear otherwise. Right? <laughs> mean, <that's laughs> like any, any, Fair enough.
2: Any of the albums we said <laughs> for the last question would work too. Definitely. Yeah. I'll throw that, yeah. Any Killing Joke album, yes. and uh, yeah, us.
1: And, Awesome. we have no
2: ego problems here <laughs> just uh, just an e- ego just ego I'm,
0: I mean getting back to Metallica I feel like the first three I can listen to all those front to back no problem like kill them be all. the only three Aww. the only yeah well okay well we're not gonna go there uh, <laughs> you <laughs> made me, you made me do it well you not know sorry. I know let spa- <laughs> I let the spark you did uh, how I want to
2: give a <laughs> I want to give kind of like a a mm-hmm. a, a bullshit like walk around answer to this one where I would say I think that it's important to just like I do appreciate just all of the albums where it does make you want to listen to it in order as an album, um, and I think that's really important, especially because you know everything's you know like singles now and everything's mm-hmm. digital, you can kind of skip through. So I really do appreciate the art of the album, like Definitely. as a a journey on its own. So I really, really appreciate. When I'm listening to records, just like um, little little things that bands sprinkle in there, little like intros and outros and little like hidden cookies and just sort of overarching stuff, you know, stuff that comes back into the record in different parts. Like I just I do like listening to uh, music as as an album. It's sort of like, you know, it, it's like a short story versus a, a novel. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, the reason why I asked that question is because me personally not coming from a era of just singles, you know, because, hey, my parents came from the single era as well, you know, where people, you know, were all on 45 or whatever. And then late 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, it was all album based. And then in the 2000s, you know, it became back to singles again. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> for sure
2: I think it's builds a relationship with the the listener also that you can't get from just a song
1: well, so. I'm also a real i've I've come to find out that I'm a really big fan of the deep cuts on albums like oh yeah like uh Dyer's oh, yeah. Eve yeah. you know just to name a Metallica song who do you lean on outside of the band for an objective opinion good question.
2: Oh, I don't. I don't have Sasha. any friends tell me Does things Sasha I don't. Count? Want to
1: I'm
0: sorry.
2: Sasha Yes,
3: yeah, Sasha definitely. Sasha. The, yeah. Well, but our, uh, absolutely. But, but that's that that somebody still. The last three releases.
1: But isn't that still somebody within the camp though? Yeah, I Yeah, that. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because um she's married to it just as much as you all are to, to a degree, right?
2: Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. I just thought of it though. Our friend John Hack on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
0: This guy yeah, shout, really out like, shout out to John yeah, Hack, yeah, shout you know, out to Yeah, shout out shout out to John.
2: Shout out to John. Our, biggest, to John. Hater, our biggest hater <laughs> uh and <laughs> fan I think. I mean
3: We quoted him in our press press kit bio cuz like did, he was yeah. But he just ended up saying all this stuff that we think is cool. Like he was like, Man, these New York posers look like sacrilege and sound like Judah's priest. And like it's like, thanks, man.
4: I was like, holy shit, <laughs>
3: thank you. <laughs> exactly what we're going for. It's it seems like, yeah, like there's a be-
1: lot of those people that say that say shit like that up there.
3: Well, roasting is the sincerest forming of flattery, I think. I mean, yeah, if you, I, you, I, if you have haters, that means you're doing something right. You know?
2: Absolutely. Right. Shout out to all our haters. We need more. I, I had a dude on the internet try to insult me personally recently by telling me that I looked like an older, dirtier Cher. And I was like, holy shit, you think I look like Cher? That's, like, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> nice. I was, yeah, like, I was stoked. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for
1: sharing that. Sh- yes. Thanks for sharing that.
3: <laughs> uh... Uh...
1: <laughs> What is your most cringeworthy moment on stage? Oof!
2: I don't think about those. I, if I thought about those, I would never be able to do it again.
1: What, what about Virginia? Do...
3: Does it have to be this band?
1: No, it doesn't <laughs> uh... have to be. No, just whatever you think your most cringeworthy moment on stage is.
3: I mean, it's not really that bad. But last year, I had, like in one of my other bands, I like was on a bigger stage than I'm used to, and I like accidentally like knocked my guitar into another guy's guitar and we both went out of tune in the middle of the song Mm. and it's like you know shit happens but it was also like ah really yeah
2: i'm very afraid of my hair getting tangled in uh tuning pegs because i have such big hair and jeff's always like swinging his guitar around and like spinning and like throwing it in the air and I'm I, like going around old, and
0: get He throws so, it in right. the air. I've never seen no, him do that. No, he doesn't. Yeah, like, I
3: spin it around in my fingers like a drumstick. Nice, <laughs> yeah, like, I it nice.
2: I can't do it. that.
3: Do you do that? I can juggle like three different guitars too, at the same time while, while all and off, like, still so
1: playing. Long. Yeah, you're yeah. very talented. You're a very talented guy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. You know,
2: have, like trick guitar. This is like five necks on it. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So you can when join y- my only and see me play it naked. <laughs> wow.
2: I told
1: you not to play your OnlyFans on this podcast. Damn it! Don't <laughs> slutty. So, do you do the like the do you do the guitar swing like where you throw it around your neck and it comes back around to you?
3: No, oh, I've never been ballsy enough to try that. But there's this really good. Make uh, sure you have strap, strap locks. VHS. Yeah. Where you, like George Lynch does it with a gig bag, and he's like it's pretty funny
2: <laughs> well they have strap locks but they're strapped like the screws will get stripped on them so i'm like where's your dude do you guys not have strap locks and they'll just pull the whole screw out so i don't even understand
3: i've yeah. seen enough videos of guys trying that trick and like trashing their guitars and also oh, yeah. like even if i could pull it up most of the places we play like the ceiling's so low that you can't even like you know like yeah. even if you pull it up it like it gets stuck in the ceiling like the headstock up there or whatever
1: i have I a friend
3: that to did that it,
2: actually with a bass <laughs>
3: really,
2: but not yeah, not while playing and not plugged in. But my friend was like, I have a friend, uh, my friend Mira, who's like, in a, a bunch of bands, very accomplished bassist, and she's like, yeah, you just gotta like practice like doing it in the mirror, and I I just did it a few times to see if I could, but I could never, I could never do it in a real situation.
1: No, definitely <laughs> definitely not either. But I do have a friend who did throw it through a ceiling one time because he was also playing <laughs> bass, and he was probably about five eight, and it was a low low ceiling. Shoves shoves the headstock into the drop ceiling. That was one night. Another night, he did it. Smacked the singer in the mouth with. Oh, the- ouch. Ouch. It's
2: a Nightmare. Horrible. Yeah.
3: Yes. It no, was. I give one of my old singers stitches one time, like in some house show. Like he headbanged into my guitar and ripped his chin open.
2: <laughs> I had so banged that. that, that it was
3: really metal though. Oh. <laughs>
2: That, yeah, I harsh. had banged into to Al's guitar after our set, and I did something. I just like threw my head for it. I wasn't headbanging, I just was like laughing or something. I just smacked my face into his guitar. So it doesn't take much, but yeah, yeah I remember that. that was,
3: yeah. Sorry about
2: that.
1: <laughs> I almost put my eye out one time on, you know, on like the older Ibanez headstocks where they have like the two little like points on the end, <laughs> hit it with the guitar player. It was terrible. And we both caught each other right at the same time. They we were like, whoa. Holy shit!
3: See, for DJs, none of this would be a danger. Yeah, right. <laughs> what well, yeah, nobody, like-
2: nobody would be uh, listening to this podcast? So. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh,
1: nobody does anyway. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it, it's like the thing is that COVID hit
0: like right in the time we were just about to start touring. We would have had so much more stories if it hadn't happened. But like here I'm we are, right
1: now. No, no, this yeah. is all good though. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to answer some more questions here. We're going to jam out with some Shadowland here at MetalForgeRadio.com. Fucking right. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here. And there's three tiers. There's the Dion and Dirty Dollar tier it's just a buck hey you're not gonna miss a buck nobody does then there's the five dollar showstoppers tier which you get a patch stickers whatever we have that's in that price range and then there's the twenty dollar a month master where you can get a t-shirt any size any color of the metal forge logo fuck yeah that's awesome stuff oh and by the way if you donate on there guess what you get to show two days in advance from everybody else Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash metalforge radio. Check it out and donate today. I love you
2: guys. Thank you.
1: What's your biggest pet peeve?
2: Uh Jeff uh soloing over my vocals. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you you mean Tanya?
3: <laughs> Stinging over my solos
1: I mean
2: I'm the lead singer So I don't really
1: yeah, Well
3: I'm the lead
1: guitarist uh, so. <laughs> And Derek Smalls is a lead bass player
2: <laughs> yes. that's our. As, that's as our see, we take ourselves that we very seriously. Yeah, and <laughs> Alice the lead second guitar, and
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Jeff
0: always
2: solo. Dave is the lead
1: drummer. Drives
0: me crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he harmonizes over your harmonies. And, oh yeah.
0: gosh, I, I hate it when he does
2: that. Yeah,
3: but he's like, let hey, me I'm play pretty this pretty harmony well for the lead guitarist. All right. <laughs>
2: No, but I do think that sometimes noodling, uh, I, I have like PTSD of Jeff just, uh, playing like Marilyn Manson during practice or corn. It'll just like, he'll be talking and it'll be like, you know, and it's just that like, usually you know, sometimes when it's going to happen and you try to stop it before it happens and you can't that's my way of
3: getting it. you guys to stop having a conversation about something non-band related during practice and get us to play another song
2: that's fucking bullshit you do it all the time regardless. <laughs>
3: all right
1: yeah no no, right. no I, i'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> take up for jeff on this that's a guitar player thing they do that uh-huh. for a reason because yeah. i i had a guitar player virtuostic player and he okay. fucking every time we would like practice a set and stop he couldn't stop fucking playing it's like dude yeah take five fucking minutes i have no
0: other i have no other choice than to play along with them. Like, like what am yeah. i gonna do
4: yeah no other choice <laughs> i
0: hear the riff i'm just like oh i gotta play that. well
4: yeah <laughs> to be fair,
3: to be <laughs> fair <laughs> i don't do it at shows because there are no shows uh, and, and i don't not do the recording unless it's like hey can you, you play a little bit so i can like get the sound but like you're no, very professional sure. at
2: recording yeah
3: mm. that's right
2: Definitely. Yeah, but I have flashbacks of that. And and of course all drummers, not just Dave, but all drummers just like <laughs> when they're just like in the middle of playing something, like you know, like doing their little whatever. Like
1: it's they, do. they do. <laughs> or just you know, to keep
3: y'all you on your list.
1: just like <laughs> I love it in sound check when that happens. When you're like, kick do the kick and then the guitar player starts noodling something over it and you're like dude shut up <laughs> yeah just the kick that's actually, all we need when i'm trying to
3: set like a band and i'm like all right give me kick drum and then like the whole band starts just going crazy i'm like i just needed kick drum right <laughs> oh
2: yeah don't get jestered he he's I a actually good i actually job.
3: did that once though i worked for venom Inc. a really long time ago and they brought their own sound guys so i was just kind of like patching mics in for them and shit And when they went to go on, their drummer was like, Hey man, can you go, um, can you go play Apidon's kit for me? And I was like, Oh yeah. And I kind of like, I was kind of kick snare, rack, tom, floor, all that. and then like he's like all right play the whole kit and i was like yeah (laughs) i just kind (laughs) of doing like the wayne's world thing on it
1: (laughs) nice nice (laughs) uh i had tony on the show back a few months ago he is such a fucking awesome cat dude like nice super cool fucking dude so being being able to run sound or you know help them run sound i guess it it was probably fucking awesome as well so it was a good time uh was that the saint vitus show up there Yep. Nice. Yeah. It was, uh, I actually. Demos,
3: like, costs. i was like Holocaust.
1: Definitely, I actually used that uh, one of those tracks for the show.
3: Cool. Uh, oh no way.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. When they Jeff were on the there. show, for sure. Got a few more questions here. What advice would you give your younger self?
2: Uh, don't be a musician.
1: <laughs> Practice uh, more. Put down the
3: weed. <laughs> my life so you're giving each other bad
1: you're giving all this bad advice back to you no i'm kidding
2: (laughs) (laughs) i could give myself my younger self advice but i would have done everything the same honestly
1: understand probably yeah understandable understandable
2: hindsight 2020 i just feel like sometimes i i do have the awareness while i'm in a situation to be like because i i'm an artist um uh, I do like album art, and I tattoo. And sometimes you're trying to like work through a problem, or you you're going through a period of your life where you're trying to improve something, and you realize you kind of know what you have to do, but sometimes you just have to work through that shit anyway and do all the wrong things before you come to the right thing, even if you know that. Use you, know, on way. The young. Yeah, so I feel like I'd love to give myself more advice, but honestly, I I would have had to work through
1: right <laughs> every, absolutely anyway
2: to get here. So.
1: Definitely. All right. And before we go, uh, I got one more question. Before we do that, um, again, always links to Shadowland will be listed in the description below. It would be to the Bandcamp page, the Instagram page, uh, any kind of other social media that is out there for you guys. Definitely. We already gave one. Uh, Do you have any other shout outs you want to give to anybody?
2: Yeah, we've shouted out Sasha. Uh, We should shout out uh, St. Vitus. Right. um, George, definitely.
3: Yeah, yeah it's has uh, been really cool. To us. I mean, just letting us use the space, even when when they're closed and stuff. And,
4: mm-hmm.
3: You know, always putting us on cool shows. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tyler, for also booking us on cool shows. Tyler Kane yeah. at Brooklyn Bazaar, who actually worked for me invite us now, too. Chris their Wait, let's see their full, yeah. full <laughs>
2: names so that they actually get a shout out. So we have yeah. got Frank Wang from MS Live. Uh, George Sula a De- De- Okay. <laughs> it's
3: you're not going able- to be able to spell it.
2: Yeah. George from St. Vitus. Um, Sasha from Artifact Audio. Uh, who else? Satan. We We'd like to say- thank our benefactor, Satan. <laughs> uh, the Dark One. <laughs> AKA Lucifer. Um, all of our demonic familiars. Um, I would like to thank to- Tequila. What's up?
3: I would like to thank Tequila. Nice.
2: Yep, wants to thank Tequila. Um, oh should well, we bring it
0: Cedric? Well
3: Cedric's oh, not here yet. Cedric,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah our bass player who's not with us right now. Thanks for showing up. What? He's, he's
0: um, roasting yeah. he's roasting Cedric's a chicken. Cedric's roasting
2: right now. a chicken. <laughs> yeah, so we gotta we gotta roast him.
3: Uh, I would like to shout out Al's dog, Rosie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to, Rosie. to Rosie, my dog. Yeah. She's, uh, oh, yeah. Got to got a shout out to Rosie.
2: Yeah. Shout out to John and hot Donna, uh, for driving us around and, uh, letting us, uh, Donna is a, a Camaro. So thank you, Donna and, <laughs> and John and, uh, my cat. To and Camaro. My cats for getting me on the, the Judas Priest Instagram at the beginning of quarantine. Nice. Uh, yeah. And they'll probably make an appearance. Yeah.
3: Definitely. I would like to thank uh, shout out my snake yeah. Todd for just being generally really cool.
2: God's never done shit for us. Take that off. He's not really done anything. God
1: doesn't even have
4: opposable
0: thumbs, dude. Nice. Shout out to Metal Forge as well. Thank you. Thank thank
3: you so much. Absolutely.
1: Well, then shout out to Shadowland for being on this week's episode of the show. Fucking right.
3: Branches.
2: Thank you. And shout out to Metal Forge.
1: <laughs> ah, <nice.
2: laughs> uh, Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank
1: you. And final question. If you had followed your dream as a child, what would you be doing right now?
3: Same exact thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. only four yeah,
1: people w- would listen to my music.
2: I mean, yeah, this, this. I would probably be on That's like a horse living in a castle, but mm-hmm. second to that, just this, painting dumb pictures, playing dumb songs with my my band
3: it depends what you mean by child because like if really young child i'd be in a lightsaber battle right now but generally i'm doing what i'd
2: yeah we'd we'd be doing this
1: (laughs) awesome well then that's that's the beauty of it you know if if this is what you always wanted to do you're doing it right absolutely that's a fucking right yeah awesome yeah well, thank you all so much for coming on the show this week. And from the the EP, what do you want me to play out today? I mean, you do so title
3: uh, there's no video for it.
2: Yeah, Lost City. You could do Lost City. Lost City, yeah.
1: But lost City's will, a good one.
2: Yeah, Lost City's great, but um if people do want to listen and watch to the other, I guess would be the B-side, uh we do have a mi- music video for that. Take Us Out on um Lost City, but if people want to check out our music video, uh Shadowlands, um L- uh, Lamia, L A M I A, and oh, you can watch me, You can watch me kill everyone in this podcast uh, on screen, <laughs> for the comfort of your own home. So
1: except me, <laughs> except me, <kill. laughs> except well, me. Maybe next video,
2: unless uh. you solo, Unless you start soloing over me. Uh,
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: your neck, and, and
1: of course, yourself lucky, right? <laughs> and of course, I will be. Uh, I will be listing a link to uh, Lamia the video as well in the description. So, from Shadowland, this is
0: Lost City.
1: Hey, are y'all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy.